One of the biggest misconceptions in the personal growth psychology industry that's robbing people of the opportunity to heal the pain from their past and develop emotional mastery and become the greatest version of themselves is the old science that our thoughts create who we are and that the single most important thing we need to do is think different. Well, I wanted to do this series to break that myth because it's factually inaccurate. And so any process that is purely thought-based is limited. It's not dealing with the core issue and the core issue is an emotional dysregulation. So this might be a little bit dry, but I'm gonna read some quotes to you from the leading experts in the field so that you have the science. Now, these books are all available on my website, kennyweiss.net, go to the resources tab, and then recommended reading list. I put all of those books there because to me, they're, you know, gaining all of this knowledge is how we turn things around. And I know people, it's, it's funny when, even when I read these things, people wanna hold on that thoughts are everything. But that's factually inaccurate, and it's not the most accurate science. So this first quote that I'm going to Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Read to you is from a book called The Master and Its Emissary. It's by Ian McGilchrist. Now, what Ian McGilchrist has done is he has taken all of the relevant neuroscience studies done in the last 40 years, and he did what's called a meta-analysis, which is where you take all of that and you arrive at a conclusion based on every single study. All right? And you know, what all of them have determined, okay? So this is just a small quote from his book so that you can get the latest, most accurate neuroscience of how both the brain and body work and interact with each other when it comes with, to thoughts and feelings. And this is what he says. One's feelings are not a reaction to or a superposition on one's cognitive thinking, but the reverse. The feeling comes first, the thinking later. Research confirms that judgment and decision-making are not dependent on the outcome of a cognitive thinking process. We do not make choices about whether we like something on the basis of an explicit assessment, a balance sheet, or weighing up its parts. We make an intuitive feeling assessment of the whole before any cognitive process even comes into play. Though, once that happens, our thoughts will no doubt later be used to explain and justify our choice. Emotion and the body are at the irreducible core of experience. They are not merely to help out with cognition. Feeling 
is not just an add-on, a flavored coating for our thoughts. Feeling is at the heart of our being, and all reason emanates from that central core of emotions. Emotions are there to limit and direct our thoughts rather than the other way about. Feeling came and comes first, and reason emerges from it. Now do you see why I teach emotional mastery? If you want to heal the pain from your past, stop your self-sabotage, stop attracting narcissists, remove codependence, any aspect of your life, achieve your dreams personally, financially, it is all based on your emotional condition. It drives everything, all right? Now this next quote comes from Lisa Feldman Barrett. She's in the top 1% of all scientists being cited for her work on emotions and how emotions work. You can find her book, same place, kennyweiss.net, resources, recommended reading. And the name of the book is How Emotions Are Made. All right? This is what she says. Emotional words are not about emotional facts in the world that they are stored like static files in the brain. They reflect the varied emotional meanings and construct from physical signals in the world using your emotional knowledge. You acquired that knowledge in part from those who cared for you, talked to you, and helped you create your social world. Emotions are not reactions to the world. They are your constructions of the world. So what this means is, we are not born with emotions. We are born with affect. And we learn emotions. We gain emotional knowledge from our environment, our parents. We construct meanings. We are taught meanings for these behaviors and these emotional reactions from our parents. So emotional reactions are not your reactions to the world. They are your constructions of your world. So what happens is, is as a child, our parents, their reaction to a certain thing and then the emotions that they express, we learn, oh, I see that face, it means this emotion. It's, it's all being constructed and our brain pieces that together and goes, oh, okay, that means the emotion of this. Now do you see why I always talk about childhood and parenting? Emotions are learned. And since everything we do starts with an emotion, if any part of your life isn't working out, you learned it back in childhood. And you're just reliving that emotion in the present moment. And so if we don't address what happened in childhood and the constructs and the definitions that we were taught by those who cared for us, by those who talked to us and helped us create our social world, we're not addressing the core issue. We must go back to childhood and look at the definitions and constructions of the emotions we were taught, not only by our parents, but society as well. So she goes on to say, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Emotional concepts like anger and disgust are not genetically predetermined. They are emotional concepts you learned because you grew up in a particular culture and family where those people decided that those emotional concepts are meaningful and useful. Our cultures and our families can and do make other kinds of meanings for the exact same sensory input. Here's an example of what that means, of how culture and family teach us emotions. In my house, manners were everything. Table manners, no elbows on the table. Chew with your mouth closed. Cut your food, put your one utensil down, only eat with a single utensil in your hand. My dad would smack the table, like manners were beat into us about how you eat. All right, now let's look at a different culture. In the Asian culture, if you don't slump over your food, slurp it and make tons of noise, you're being rude, okay? So there's a perfect example of how we construct emotion and meeting and create a definition based on the culture and the family environment we grow up in. Now, here's one of the negatives. Like, this is so beat into my subconscious. I'll never forget there was a date, I was in my 20s, and she was might be one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life. And she ordered soup to start with. And I will never forget, as soon as the soup arrived, she leaned forward, both elbows on the table, and with her face like inches above her bowl and holding the spoon like a shovel. That's the way I was taught. Like, all, all of this is bad manners. She put her, like buried her face just above the bowl and just went like that loud. We're in a restaurant and she's going and I remember literally going ice cold and going like screaming inside, no, please stop. Like I can't date you now. See the culture I grew up in, the family I grew up in created an emotional construct that if you do that, that is, those are terrible values and that is morally bad. Now, I'm not saying it's right. I could choose to reorient myself, and this is emotional mastery. I could reparent myself out of that. But I have found manners are, for me, they, I, have, I have made the choice to look at my parents' morals and values around manners and to keep them. They work for me. And so if a, if, if a woman doesn't eat with these manners, it's over for me. I won't have that in my life. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. This is why we do all of this work. Maybe for you, it's the complete opposite. You'd see someone who eats like me, you know, cuts his food, puts it, because I know the new thing is both people, you know, people hold their knife and fork and shovel it on and all of that. Like, that's just, oh my God, like I, my skin crawls. Now, you may decide if someone doesn't do that, your skin would crawl. Good for you. 
I want you to create your morals and values, your needs and wants, your negotiables and non-negotiables, but they have to be based on what works for you. So the key here in this video is to recognize that our reaction, my belief about the way she eats, has everything to do with the emotional environment of the, that my parents created around manners. Not a thought process. It's not that I think this way. It's seeing my father's reaction and the way he'd slam the table, the way he'd yell at us, all of that. That's, I created a definition and a construct, a meaning of what manners is in the world. And I have chosen, I, now that I'm aware of it, I still have chosen to hold on to that belief. I have made it, incorporated it as a part of my authentic self. It works for me. But the key here is to recognize that my belief around that starts with my feelings, not my thoughts. We notice a behavior. And remember what McGilchrist says. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. That uh, uh, we make an intuitive assessment of the whole before any cognitive process comes into play. What that means is whatever we're experiencing in the world, we are processing that emotionally first. As, as I've talked about how the brain works in previous videos, we feel before we ever think all information comes into the emotional centers of our brain and this is what's happening. And from that emotional place, cognition arises. And so if you're having negative thoughts throughout the day, what that tells me is you're cycling negative emotions. The secret isn't to talk to yourself positive. It's to develop emotional mastery. And so now you can see why throughout my, all my videos on YouTube, all the things I teach, this whole class, and if you choose to move on and go through the complete emotional mastery method, it is essential that we do two things. One, we look at our childhood because that's where we developed our emotional concepts. And so anything that's not working in your life, it's because of both the culture and the family that you grew up in and the emotional concepts and emotional experiences you had as a child. You cannot leave that out. And two, it is an emotional process that we're experiencing. Now, while it is true, we're going to use our cognitive thinking to look back on that and rework those definitions and those experiences into a new emotional set to create a new neural pathway so that those feelings and emotions now have a different meaning than they did previously. But just like this, I've made the cognitive assessment that the emotion that springs forth from me and the definition I, that got taught to me from my culture and my family works for me. I'm going to hold on to this and I will choose to be around that, you know, a, a person who eats a certain way. OK, 
okay? You don't have to have that. But that's why emotional mastery is so important, not thinking. We use thinking to rework our emotions, so therefore our thoughts work for us, not against us. All right. So there's the science behind why we must develop emotional mastery. And that's why, as I say in most of these, um, the conclusions to these, the, the process that you want to follow to conquer this, while individual classes can be helpful, the complete emotional mastery monthly master class uh, subscription is your best option is to start at the beginning and see how your childhood created the emotional concepts and definitions that you're living with and you're repeating those the rest of your life. And if your life now isn't where you want it to be, two things must happen. You must deal with childhood and you must deal with your emotions. And when you do that, you can live in the greatest version of yourself.